Police One Academy is leading the way with high quality affordable training for officers nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 1,000 HD videos and 175 full-length courses in a robust learning management system. Training is certified or accepted for training credit in 35 states. Join the industry's most officer-friendly learning platform with more than 60,000 subscribers. To schedule a free demo, go to policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, I'm Jim Dudley. Jim, um, let's talk about mall cops. The, the notion of private security um, is one that... Um, Many police officers, um, they, they dismiss uh, private security officers. Um, and some, some, quite frankly, private security folks have earned that reputation. However, I contend that there are certain private security personnel out there in the world who can be a tremendous resource and asset for sworn law enforcement. Now, you have to find the diamonds in the rough, but that, of course, requires effort. So what's your thought? What's your take on the notion of, you know, private security individuals? Sure. Well, you start with mall cops, but I mean, I cringed a little when you said it because I know there there is a large segment of very professional security people out there and security people for whatever reason who don't want to get into a law enforcement position but may want to seek a profession. Um, there's certainly a high standard of training um, that goes into professional security um, people and their standards. Um, and I think for law enforcement dealing with, with these individuals, um, I think what, what brings them to a middle ground is uh, common speak, uh, early introductions. Um, I know you'll probably talk about uh, uh, a more formal introduction, but uh, at that first meeting between law enforcement and security at, at whatever situation, um, the, it's incumbent on the, the security officer to identify himself, identify their, um, their function, who they're working for, uh, what they have, and, and to talk in plain speak. Nobody wants to talk about jargon because it may not be what you think it, it is. Mm-hmm. So let's just keep it clear. And, and in, in multi-jurisdictional or multi-agency settings, we often go to plain speak and we don't talk 10 codes. So it makes sense. Um, I, I would want to know as an officer arriving to the scene, um, what am I there for? What would you like me to do? And if you have some, someone in custody or even before the, somebody in custody, are you armed? Do you have a weapon? Uh, was it used? Is there a, an immediate threat or is there a requirement to, for medical aid to be called either for themselves or for uh, a suspect in custody or maybe even a victim? So once those preliminaries are taken care of, I would suggest that uh, the individual uh, talk about the, the crime that occurred, um, if they've made any preliminary reports, if they've gathered any preliminary evidence. And by gathering, I mean photographs, um, leaving things in place when, when possible to do so, and, um, and showing the actual um, merchandise or things that was uh, attempted to be stolen or damaged. And so all those things are at the, at the forefront, and the law enforcement officer doesn't have to spend a lot of time uh, looking for these things or resurrecting all that information. So, um, you know, 
an efficient encounter makes everyone happy uh, to have things done in advance, to know the criteria needed for the crime that you're attempting to hold somebody on is very important as well. So there, there's, there should be some criteria that you meet. Certainly um, a theft has to uh, include um, an item, uh, an intent, a means, and that the, the person actually uh, took some action to accomplish a theft. And uh, depending on your, your uh, venue's criteria, did they leave the premises or did they secrete it under their uh, clothing or in a box or bag or something like that. So if you knock all those things out and um, you know, the law enforcement officer doesn't have to do a lot of investigation, you made their, their job that much easier and they'll be happier for it. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I disparagingly, of course, use the remark mall cop, but when I think about private security, I think really in terms of working with law enforcement and successfully so, um, I think of, of the really good security companies, diplomatic protection services, you know, the vendors of uh, purveyors of those, those types of services are top tier individuals very frequently. They're frequently retired military, sometimes even retired police. Um, you know, you look at because in, in every population, you're going to have the good, the bad and the ugly. Right. Sure. So you what my thinking thinking is, is that you go for the good. You go finding the good. In, in the mall, you're going to find that one guy or gal who has incredible observational skills, has really good people skills, knows the players in the area. If you have a, if you have a, a shooting in the mall, that person may be your best possible resource, right. far better than your, your surveillance cameras, right? Yes. They're going to know the, the spot, the hidey holes where people go. They're going to know all of that stuff. School security, you're going to want to know those people as well as you know the janitor. Um, because if you have a, pr a private school, oftentimes there's a private security vendor who's in, in partnership with them. Um, again, the diplomatic protection services. We, we're in the Bay Area. You know, the, we have multitudes of people who provide protective services to high-profile individuals who could be the target of a, a hostage uh, attempt. Uh, they could be the target of a violent assault. So, if you get to know some of the best players in advance, and it's it's always been said, you know, you got to exchange business cards before things go bang. So at least you know of each other, if not know well of each other. Um, you know, and I think that it's it's not a bad idea to create sort of a, um, if you will, a, kind of an informal club. If you find all of the, the top tier professionals, like at a Signal 88, for example, they frequently hire retired cops for security purposes. Um, those companies that have good reputations, neighborhood watch type security folks, you know, where an, a, a gated community has a security guard that you know, not not your Zimmermans of the world, but someone who's really know, who knows what they're doing mm -hmm. and can provide to law enforcement responding to any manner of crime, whether it's shoplifting or an attempted assault um, or murder or what have you, that they become instead of an impediment to the investigation, a benefit to the investigation. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And and in full disclosure, I'm also a member of ASIS, uh, the Security uh, Professionalism Standards uh, Group that hold a international conferences and, and trainings across the United States. And it's a very professional group. And um, uh, that's they sort of set the standard for, for private security. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of standards, you know, when you when you get into the, the, the purveyors of private security, um, you, you're going to have different states have different standards right. and different companies have different standards. And so even within even a top tier company, uh, I know of Signal 88 and I know a little about them so I can speak to there. Um, they, they, they have top tier people, but there may be a bad apple in there. Right. So you just need to make sure that you're you're really purposeful 
in forming your relationships with the right people. And then once once that's done, you know, you, you kind of checked all of the boxes. And when something cooks off, um, you know, where it's if, if it's a terrorist attack like Boston Marathon, you know, you know who to go to to get the surveillance footage like right away. It's an automatic I'm going to call Fred over there at that place. You know, I'm going to call Susie over there at that place. And that makes your investigation more um, efficient and potentially has the uh, opportunity to to bring to conclusion, you know, any kind of, you know, investigative uh, activity. Absolutely. And, and you said it. Uh, the If you have private security at a school or a mall where something's happening and there's active shooter, those are the best people to contact. They have keys to everywhere. They might have the the blueprints to the building. Uh, They can shut down elevators and lock down doors and things for you that you you really want to accomplish without trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And one last thing before getting out the door here. Um, The the one thing also to remember is that private security especially the retail type, collect a vast amount of information. So if you end up getting, and, and maybe no charges are, are pressed, you know, they, but they have a record of the crime. You know, um, the record store down the street, they know this one particular individual comes and gets CDs uh, every couple of months and they try to do the same crime all the time. Maybe they're unst- mentally unstable. If you have an individual commit a crime that looks similar to what might be committed somewhere else, mm-hmm. you might go to that record store and say, do you have any paper on these on this particular sure. individual? Because that will help build your case, even in an unrelated investigation. Sure, so, absolutely. and that's just a matter again of of having the the, the thought process of thinking of these um, private security individuals and enterprises as potential partners, as opposed to you know kind of getting in the way adversarial type of relationship. Great resources yeah. to be sure. Um, once again, we do like hearing from you, the listeners to Policing Matters, to the Police One podcast. So, if you would. Do us a favor and send us an email. That email is policingmatters at police1.com. Jim and I will take a look at it and reply to you. Um, In the meanwhile, stay safe out there, and uh, we're thinking of you.